Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time we gather for spiritual conversation and enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. An oracle, my next guest believes, is anything that awakens a vision or a voice of wisdom that helps you find your way to your own truth and harmony in your life. Healer and mystic Lynn Andrews believes that when we embrace the voice of wisdom, we become our own oracle more deeply connected with God and with all of life. She's here today to share some tools to help us discover our inner oracle. Are you ready to meet her? Lynn Andrews is the New York Times and international best-selling author of the Medicine Woman series, which chronicles her three decades of study and work with shaman healers on four continents. Today, Lynn's the author of more than 20 books and is recognized worldwide as a leader in the fields of spiritual healing and personal empowerment. A shaman, healer, and mystic, Ms. Andrews is widely acknowledged as a major link between the ancient world of shamanism and modern society's thirst for profound personal healing and a deeper understanding of the pathway to enlightenment. Her latest project is the Sacred Vision Oracle Card Deck, created with artist Robert Taylor. And you can find out more about Lynn and her work at lynnandrews.com. Lynn, welcome to Out of the Fog. Oh, Karen, thank you so much. Uh, It's wonderful to be on your show, and you are certainly a kindred spirit. Oh, (laughs) thank you. I'm very glad you're here. There there are always a million reasons to doubt ourselves, and there's never a shortage of people who want to tell us what to do, right? So how do we discover our own inner oracle? How can we uncover our own voice under all those layers of stuff? Well, it's a very, very wonderfully good question because I think people reach out to others to um, find the answers, particularly when they're really stressed and in trouble. And when we think of oracles, we typically think of the traditional oracle from ancient times, like a high priest or priestess who goes into a trance to commune with a deity and prophesy the future uh, or reveal to us maybe um, our divine purpose in life. In other words, someone outside of ourselves who is supposed to give us the vision and wisdom that we seek. And, you know, sometimes that can happen. Sometimes uh, a person will uh, strike a chord. But both Robert Taylor, who is the painter uh, that did this deck with me, uh, we both strongly believe that the most profound voice of vision and wisdom that you will ever experience is the voice that comes from within you and speaks to you of what is real and true for you. Truths that maybe you don't even know you carry until you see or read something that awakens them. Then you become your own oracle because you have embraced the voice of wisdom that is part of you and connects you with the God source, with the great spirit, with um, all of life, and rather than keeping you separate and apart, it makes you join the world uh, God collective, however that is for you. 
and you begin to recognize that we really are all one single tribe. And we are different clans, but one tribe, as Robert Taylor says. And as I say, (laughs) the great spirit is in all things, and all things are within the great spirit. We are all part of the great oneness of life. Um, But how do you get there? How do you access (laughs) that inner oracle that I'm talking about? An oracle is something that awakens a vision and insight a voice of wisdom and spirit within you that assists you in finding your way back to your own truth and harmony with life. It helps you divine the essence of what you are seeking to learn. So if you are holding these beautiful cards and you pull a card for the day, say, and you see this card, it's a, let's say it's card number 24, and it's an East card, and <clears throat> it's a hummingbird with bells and a shield and feathers. It's a beautiful painting. And you, you look at that card, and you, you think of the symbolism of the shield that it carries and the different, um, well, there are all kinds of things um, hanging from the medicine uh, pouch that it carries and the beads and the ringing of the bell which calls in the spirits. And then you turn the card over. And this particular card is, uh, he titled this painting Close to the Heart. And I have written something that has to do with responsibility. And I go on to say, I won't read the whole card, but I'll give you just a taste. Uh, hummingbirds move with grace and focused direction. So we should. We So should we all in matters of the heart. Your ability to respond has a sense of harmony. You have music like the bamboo flute with winds of heaven blowing through it and so forth. And the card gives you um, an insight that maybe you haven't thought of before, maybe a perspective that you haven't thought of. Is that right, Karen? It is, and it they're very different from other oracle card decks. We're talking about the Sacred Vision Oracle deck, your latest project. These are very different because instead of a deck where all the backs are the same, and then it's you shuffle them, and it's ooh, it's a mystery. These are the one side has a beautiful painting, the other side has. I don't even know what to call it. To me, I read it like a prayer. It has an invocation. It invites deeper reflection. And you choose a card. These are different than other Oracle card decks. What made you decide to to do it this way, to make it so different? Well, I did another deck um, probably 12, 15 years ago called the Power Deck. And the power deck has been hugely successful all over the world, and it's a teaching tool. And I learned about card decks as a way of teaching an apprentice, teaching someone about their own inner depth. And the first time I ever saw a deck of cards for that purpose was in Tibet. And a wonderful um, (laughs) uh, monk 
in a Buddhist uh, monastery had these cards, and they were hundreds of years old. And he showed me how they teach someone and how you can put them out in a in a uh, pattern, and you can put them according to the directions, etc. And the directions, of course, are all symbolic. Uh, in the West are your emotions. In the East is your mind. Spirit is in the North. And manifestation physically in the world is in the South. And you know these things, and you read the process of the layout, and it gives you so much uh, just a meaning, depth of meaning that applies only to you. So I would encourage you to to look at this deck. And then I was in England and doing a book called The Woman of Weird, which had to do with the ancient shamanic practices of Europe and the way of weird, which is W-Y-R-R-D. And those ancient shamanic traditions also had cards that grandmother, who was one of my teachers in uh, ancient times, had given me uh, this deck of cards to see how it related to the process of learning. And how to understand and know by settling into another way of seeing, another way of thinking. In other words, the cards are a sacred mirror because they transport you into higher awareness where the truth and wisdom of what you're looking at resides, um, where your truth resides, and yet sometimes you can't access that. You know you have the answer to things, but you can't quite find it. So it, these cards, literally transport you into the awareness of God or the great spirit of the goddess beings of light in whatever way you know the divine. So I did this particular deck. It's different from the first one. I've written 21 books, Karen, if you can believe it, about my sacred journey with the women in the Sisterhood of the Shields, great shaman women who uh, are in a circle. And they have taught me over the years an incredible uh, way of teaching, taught me about the truth in the universe. And one of the things um, that they have made very clear to me is passages of time in the process of uh, the evolution of humanity. And right now, as I sit with these elders around a sacred fire, in the middle of the night, in some faraway place like Tibet or South America or somewhere in Africa or Egypt, and we will talk about the passage of time and what it means to us, what it means to our evolution. Where in the world are we really? Why were you born? And what are you going to do with that knowledge if, in fact, you can find it? 
using the Oracle deck helps you to find that wisdom that is so right in front of you, but maybe you cannot quite see it. Uh, you know, the ancient uh, Chinese did the I Ching, uh, which is an oracle book that is brilliant. While to type teachings within that book, <laughs> and uh, anyway, we're kind of unfamiliar with oracles in this country. I think most people think that they're uh, maybe their TV or the computer is their oracle. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, you can find almost anything except the hidden truths, mm. the things that you can't really explain but you know are true. And this deck of cards is kind of tough. My first deck was more serene and beautiful and uh, brought you into a place of centeredness through the harmonic, serene qualities of beautiful landscapes and so forth. This deck is, the images are quite Native American, as uh, Robert Taylor is Native American, and uh, they are tough paintings, don't you think, Karen? They're, cha- they are, um, they're challenging, they don't, immediately um what's the right way to say it you don't it's not a picture of a big pink heart with a smiley face right so it's it, these are challenging images that don't immediately give you all the detail you have to sit with them and look deeply to work with them as as i right. receive it yeah and they and they're kind of a uh, i meant for this deck to be a quickener to wake you up uh, inspire you and support the power that resides within you that perhaps you've not even given yourself in this life. Um, it is something, these cards draw you back into harmony and sacredness, both within yourself and with your environment. But I think people really need a quickener. They need kind of a, a bit of a shove <laughs> in the kindest sense of the word. because. Somehow it seems that with all the technology that we're learning, um, somehow a portion of the brain seems to have gone to sleep. And that's the abstract aspect of one's life. Um, That's why I stress the power and practice of beauty as much as I do. Because within beauty is the abstract quality that, for instance, the Native American uh, understood so well. Uh, They understood symbolism. They understood, as we understand as artists and musicians and writers, that quality of, uh, that indescribable quality that is the truth between the words, between the notes, even between the cards. So. the abstract is a window into beauty. And beauty is the abstract. It's what's missing to me. This is how I see it. uh, is missing in the world today, the understanding and the appreciation of the abstract. 
What do you feel about that, Karen? Well, first, I'm going to let people know they're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and I'm talking to Lynn Andrews. We're talking about her newest project, which is the Sacred Vision Oracle Card Deck, and you can find out more about Lynn and her work at lynnandrews.com. I agree with you. There's a really interesting, so I work as a professional intuitive and a teacher, and I've long believed that some of our greatest insights are the things that come in the silences. I love what you said about the insight between the cards in the, right. in the, in the spaces, in the images. And one of the challenges of the time we live in is that we can get to a place where we feel so bombarded with information, so bombarded with emotion and opinion and what we should do or should feel or um, things that I think create more separation than they do create communion that we, maybe a part of us does shut off and things like, the oracle, things like connecting with our intuition, things like going in inside and listening to that inner voice can help just quietly awaken that part that goes to sleep when we overwhelm it with all this extra input. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. The intuitive um, healer. I think um, <coughs> Carolyn Mace was the one who started that, right? Mm-hmm, sure. <coughs> um, to me, an intuitive healer is a shaman. And uh, I think people tend to move towards the intuitive concept rather than shamanic because shamanic kind of implies maybe archaeology, anthropology, something ancient, doesn't have anything to do with me in my life kind of thing. And shamanism is probably the original intuitive healing process. And of course, all shamans are different, depending on the tribe that they come from. But they do all teach empowerment. They all teach the vision quest and the oneness with nature and all animals. You have a power animal within this teaching. And that power animal is has much to do with your original nature. When we come onto this earth, I think we tend, don't you, Karen? We tend to forget who we are. Of course. And we forget our original nature. And we do what society dictates or our family. And somewhere in the process, you're kind of lost. And you have to revisit those secret corners of your mind and your heart to find out who you really and truly are. Shamanism is all about that. It's all about the wounded healer, uh, the person who perhaps has had abuse in early life of one kind or another and comes out of early life with wounds that need to be healed. If it's abuse, it's a very hard thing to do all by yourself. I think it's very important to have someone a shaman, a teacher, an intuitive that walks the trail before you just to um, assist you in the visions that come in the troubles that prevail in your life and why you have them. And how do you move away from those habits, sometimes instinctual habits, and move into a higher frequency of, of harmony in your life? So shamanism, which is what I'm all about, of course, my first book was Medicine Woman, and I've written 21 books 
of, of their written stories, stories about my life with different women of power from all over the world. And interestingly enough, all these women, almost all of them, are elder. Mm-hmm. They are elder, and they uh, some have transformed the process of aging, um, which is a huge subject. Um, I talk about it uh, in Woman at the Edge of Two Worlds, the spiritual journey of menopause, for mm-hmm. instance, and <clears throat> very exciting. Uh, these books are stories, teaching stories. Chapter after chapter, I'll talk to you about Agnes Whistling Elk, for instance, who was my original teacher, and Ruby Plenty Chiefs, who is my mentor in many ways, and how they have taught me. These women are elder, ancient women, hmm. who have somehow, uh, well, somehow, they know very much what they're doing. They have uh, extraordinary health and strength. And where we tend uh, to diminish as we age, uh, they have not. And they have moved through these cycles of empowerment and know much about the wisdom in the universe, obviously. And we travel dimensions of in the universe every, practically every night, mm-hmm. healing different parts of the world, in particularly right now. Because so much of the world is um, in terrible turmoil. And I would like to teach you a way of getting through the chaos and the difficulty and the stress of living life here where we should be celebrating what we are actually accomplishing as women and as men and much we have accomplished since I first started writing. Um, Medicine Woman was published in 1981. Mm-hmm. And I was only three years old, Karen, uh, when that book was first done. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You you are it, transformative. It <laughs> yes. Now, I know that we're just, just about at the end of our time, and I want to be sure because there is so much good content, not just uh, in the cards, but in the books. Can you let the listeners know how they can connect with you and find out more about you and your work? Because we haven't even scratched the surface here. No, we haven't. And Karen, thank you so much for uh, talking with me today. I'm, they can, everybody can reach me on lynnandrews.com. And somehow they seem to have three different ways to find me on the web. I don't know how that happened. Lynn Andrews, author, um, and also on Facebook. Um, hopefully, we have a wonderful presence on Facebook. And I have much, I, every day, I give you information or talk one way or another, answer questions. And uh, I also give events. Um, I have a, a new event coming up in about a week and a half in Arizona. It's a, a three-day event where you stay at the uh, venue, beautiful place, and you get three meals a day and extraordinary food for the soul. And it's right in Phoenix in Paradise Valley, so it's very easy to get to. And um, I have online courses. 
I have 20 books, 21 books you can read that will teach you um, a process of enlightenment, for sure, if that's what you're interested in. And um, I do give consultations. I do card readings, which I can't believe I'm saying that, but I do card <laughs> readings. <laughs> Not on the street corner, but over the phone. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, Karen. Wonderful. I guess that kind of tells people. No, that's good. So they can go to lynnandrews.com and they can connect with you on Facebook and tap into everything that you offer. Thank you so much for being on the show and thank you for sharing some of the magic of this deck and the magic of your teaching, your wisdom. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Best love and blessings to you both. Thank you, Lynn. That is Lynn Andrews, and her newest project is the Sacred Vision Oracle Card. She has co-created those with the artist Robert Taylor. You can find out more at lynnandrews.com. And of course, I always invite you to karenhager.com. That's a wonderful place to find out more about the classes and events that I offer. You can even book a private intuitive session with me if you are so inclined. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.